0: Seven Keepers, history of the old world. So who's this King Baragor, then? What did uh, what did Strolvar tell you about him? Ah, well, King Baragor was the first dwarf king of the hold of Karakadrin to take the Slayer's Oath. Something that has become intertwined with his direct descendants ever since. Ok, so you're saying the kings of the dwarf hold of Karakadrin have all been slayers? Surely... Uh, Surely the duties of being a king, serving your people, and also trying to get yourself killed in the most honourable way possible, are kind of at odds with it, or...? Ah, indeed. But such has been the quandary of each and every monarch of Peak Pass since. Oh, yeah, I see. But uh, then, Master townkeeper, how did, did this uh, peculiar predicament come to pass, if you'll uh, excuse the pun? Ha 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 ha! Pun forgiven. Well, Strolva told it like this. Skeggy, a decade earlier.
1: So, you're asking why my father took me and moved down south to the hold of Karak Kadrin after we lost my mother, were you? Bah, grimness beard, there's no sticking anything under a stool when you're a boot, manling. You're lucky, I've got ice in my belly. Poor as another! wants it? It was in fact the tragedy of Karak Kadrin's first slayer king, King Baragor of the Anglorok clan. Known thereafter as the Drakebeard's clan, at the jaws of Skaladrak Incarnadine, that drew my father to the walls of the hold. The dark mirror of our own tragedy was too similar for my father's aching heart to
0: ignore. Oh, oh, oh. I, I I, am sorry. I had not wished to uh, pry so deeply. But perhaps, dear Strolvar, you can uh, tell me of this King Baragor, for I know not his tale. Ah, you've a tongue on
1: your manling. But I have nothing else to do until I set off into the jungle again tomorrow. So...
0: Why not? the tale of Barago and Scaladrac
1: over seven hundred and twenty years before the start of your manling calendar, Scaladrac incarnadine, the vile infamous Emperor Dragon and antecedent of such scourges as Glaug the Terrible, the Fierce Fearscar, you've heard of them perchance, and numerous other powerful dragons came to the mountains of Peak Pass. Skaladrak first drew the ire of the Dwarves of Kalak Kadrin, when it destroyed several nearby mines that were under the Aegis of the Hold. Disappearing off after, before any sort of retribution could be delivered.
0: Now, Neophytes, I just want to add something here that Strolvar omitted from his retelling. Something that I actually heard from my friend, the Archmate Calhordis White who also lived in Skeggy at the same time.
1: Ah, yes, indeed, human. I too have heard the tale of the awakening of Skaladrak incarnadine. Did our dwarf friend, Strolvar, tell you what brought the dragon to Peak Pass, though? Oh, no. I thought not. It was the dwarfs themselves. Inadvertently, of course. Their greedy dig-dig-digging stirred the Ancient One from its long slumber deep beneath the mountains, and it was far from pleased to have been awoken in such an uncomfortably warm world as our fated place. It quite naturally took this anger out
0: on those that had disturbed it. Ugh, oh, so the dwarves brought it on themselves. I guess the old adage, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, was at work once more. Ah, indeed. But, all that said, after these initial outbursts of violence, for the next 70 years, the dragon was relatively quiet. Merely preying on some of the smaller groups of travelers that used the pass, but refraining from any more massacres. This lulled the dwarves of Karak Kadrin into underestimating the threat the dragon posed, and although they, of course, organized small parties of warriors to attempt to slay the beast, each ended without success. Oh, yeah. So they uh, tried and failed. They tried and died. But also consider this. It could be argued that Scaladrack's reduced activity meant that there was a, a lack of urgency. And this led to hunting parties going out less frequently and in smaller and smaller numbers. Not a recipe for success. Anyway, this uneasy equilibrium all changed after one particular incident. It was
1: 650 years before the start of your manling calendar when Skaladrak inflicted his most heinous wound upon Karak Katerin. The dragon was far from the thoughts of the king. He'd been busy. King Paragor, a wise and reasonable king, had done much to enrich and improve the lives of the dwarves of the hold and its standing amongst the
0: other holds of Kara's anchor. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Stolva. What's Kara's anchor? Ah of course
1: Manling <laughs> It's Kazalidum It means something like uh, the eternal realm of the dwarves in your in your Reichspiel Lancet, Baragos toil had borne fruit and it was the dawn of a time of prosperity Karak Kadrin, a time of hope and preparations. A deepening of the bond between the noble family of Karak Kadrin and that of the High King of Karazakarak, for the daughter of King Baragor was betrothed to the son of the High King. Great joy in their hearts did the king, his retinue, and honor guard set out from the hold. They were to travel over ground, through and out of peak pass, then south, skirting along the blasted wastes until they reached the silver road, and then west to Kalazakkarak. The damage to the Ungdrin anchor, the underway, during the fall of Kalak Ungor, meant that this was the only way for their ponies and carriages to get there. Thus, there they were, out in the open and exposed. Skaladrak had been quiet for a long time, his threat briefly forgotten, but Upon their departure, he silently stalked the wedding procession, watching as mile after mile they trekked, moving further and further from the safety of Karak Kadrin and the many sharp blades of the dwarfs within. Now, make no mistake, manling, the king and his dwarf were no soft nor easy prey. They were to travel along the western slopes of the Darklands, and so the King's Finest were there in good number, but such mattered not to such a beast as Scaladrack Incarnadine. At the entrance to the Peak Pass, the dragon finally could not wait any more, and with a deafening roar! It descended upon the king and his retinue, diving straight towards the carriage of the king's daughter. The dwarves were powerless against such an attack. As the old saying goes, only a fool tries to catch falling rocks. The wise get out of the way. Unfortunately, one person who couldn't get... Of the away of this falling boulder was the king's daughter. <laughs> the carriage was turned to naught but twisted metal and splintered timber. Skaladrak hissed at the stunned throng of dwarfs and roared a warning to stay away as it began picking through the debris. Its warning was ignored. War! Kill the beast! Varagor led the charge against Scaladrack and was the first to feel its talons as it struck him aside, knocking the living daylight out of him. His retinue and the other longbeards fared worse, with many being torn to pieces whilst others were burnt to cinders, but the steel still the fight of their blades too was equally vicious and under the deluge of blows the dragon was quickly driven off, but it was too late. The survivors soon found the fallen king, he still lived. When consciousness returned to him, he mustered enough strength to himself pick through the wreckage of the royal carriage, eventually finding the broken and bloody body of his daughter, her life taken by the claws of the dragon. The king and the other survivors Returned to Kadrin in shame. The loss of that which was most precious to Balagor, visibly weighing him down. A burden heavier than all the gold secreted away in each and every dwarf hold combined. Once he had recovered, he took... The Slayer's Oath. His mind filled beyond containment with roiling wrath and a desire for revenge. So much so that it was not simply the oath of a doom seeker that he took. There was more to it. But none save the King himself and his descendants know those details. And so, he set out, alone and armed only with his ancestral weapon, the Axe of Angrulok. Balagor tracked Skaladrak. Following the trail of blood and devastation, the newly emboldened dragon left in his wake. Until he finally came upon the beast, stalking amongst the slag piles of one of the first dwarf mines that had been lost to the Dragon's Lane of Destruction. The King wasted neither breath nor time and threw himself at his quarry. He would slay or be slain. There was no other outcome in Baragor's mind. But neither fate was his to make, or take. I am DEATH! The king struck and dodged and struck again. The dragon lashed out with flame and claw. Axe blow after axe blow fell upon the hardened scales of the dragon, cracking the bones beneath, but failing to fell the beast. In turn, Skaladrak's claws eventually found their target raking against the skin of Balagor, opening bloody wounds, and his fiery breath all but engulfed the dwarf. But neither could rob the king of his life. Die, fiend! And in the end, Baragor struck a mighty blow, piercing the dragon's scales, drawing blood, and embedding the weapon deep in its flesh. Skaladrak leered up, striking the weapon from its body. A stream of blood trailing after it, leaving it grievously wounded. This was too much for the dragon, it stretched out its massive wings and fled, leaving behind only a single scale, the king's broken axe, and a blood drenched and incandescent gore where it had stood. No! Fight me! Unsated anger now burned in the breast of Balagor, but he had no other recourse but to return to Kadrin. Frustrated vengeance eating away at his heart. Upon his return, he took the name Ungrim, which means something like oath-bound or he with an oath unfulfilled in your right spielman link, to mark his failure. It took a good deal of time to recover from the fight, yet he would not allow himself to rest and truly recover, for the duties of his crown yet bound him. Scaladrach too had vanished to no doubt lick its wounds in some distant cavern or eerie Chafin at the stalemate, Baragor, or rather ungrim, turned Karak Kadrin into the Slayer Keep, as it is now oft daubed. He began by founding a great shrine to Grimnir, the Slayer God himself, a place to pray for vengeance, and he let it be known far and wide using the traders who passed through the Peak Pass daily, that all slayers were welcome in his realm, and that he would provide shelter, hospitality, and access to foes aplenty. And they came from far and
0: wide. And so, what is this shrine like then, Strolva?
1: Ah, 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 if I told you that, you'd never visit. Ah, well, it's a good likeness to Grimnir, let's say. But actually, there are two. One open to anyone in the underground gallery below Kazdrengi, the hall of the slayers themselves, and one in the hall itself. Of this, though, I cannot speak. Not to any who have not taken the oath.
0: Ah, I see. Ah, oh, well, what of Baragor then? I mean, Ungrim. Uh, Did he get his revenge? To put it plainly, no.
1: There was an accident, a terrible cave in. In the Undrin anchor, close to the hole that killed the king, leaving his oath unfulfilled and passing the burden on to his son, Dargo, who then took the moniker Ungrim II to honor
0: his father. Ah, I see. And so then did this king Dargo kill Scaladrack.
1: No he did not. He did forge his father's broken ax though, whereupon it became known as the Axe of Dargo. But he neither fought nor even found Skaladrak, though not for lack of effort. Many things fell to his mighty weapon. And this is something that has become an heirloom of the kings of Kallak-Kadrin. But this alone was not enough to fulfill his father's oath. And so, the oath and the name of Ungrim have been passed down to every king of Kallak-Kadrin. But... The death of Skaladrak has slipped through the grasp of each, but it in fact did come by another's hand.